My name is Ryan Miller, and I've spent the last 15 years helping hundreds of people just like you to raise millions of dollars for their funds and for their startups. I am on a mission to help investors and founders to create new jobs, extreme wealth, and the dream life they deserve. Join me as we peel back the curtains and explore fresh ideas and dynamic personalities as we all move toward our dreams of making billions. Let's get into it. In this episode, I round out our two-part series on raising capital. I will take you deeper on the short game strategies I use to raise $350,000 in just two weeks. You don't want to miss it. Plus, I give you the exact companies I use when building my analysis in pitching my ideas and companies. See the links in the description below. And finally, I will teach you the one killer tactic I use when presenting my ideas, be it in the boardroom, investor meetings, or other high stakes negotiations. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Making Billions. I'm your host, Ryan Miller, and today we are going to review the second installment of a two-part series on raising capital, which is short game strategies of getting money quickly. If you haven't listened to the first part of the long game, I would suggest starting there and finishing up with this segment next. So, When seeking to raise capital for an investment, a project, uh, whatever it is for you, I would suggest breaking your efforts down into a long game strategy and then a short one. Today, we're going to discuss short game strategies I use to start out my efforts. And as always, before you launch any endeavor, start with building a plan and setting your targets. So in my case, I wanted to raise $250,000 for an angel round for a startup that was launching for somebody that I knew. Here's what I did to get the first money in the door. Step one, build a pitch deck and a one pager. See, when building a pitch deck, it's essentially your preparation for a conversation more than a presentation. This is key to remember. See, building your communications documents have been critical in delivering an effective pitch to investors. A great place to start is building a summary one-pager. And I found a website that has an awesome template for this if you're interested. I'll put it in the link below. See, a one-pager is what I call a read-ahead document. Its purpose is to get you the meeting to deliver the actual pitch, which, again, is more a conversation than a presentation. See, next you want to create the pitch documentation to expand your one-page summary. In this document, I've taken the approach where I highlight my view of the market on how the opportunity presented will capture value based on that viewpoint. This is intended to be materials for your in-person pitch. And I like to keep it around 10 to 20 minutes for that conversation. The most popular software for this is either PowerPoint or Canva. That should be able to do the trick. And can mistakes happen here? Absolutely. In my early days, I foolishly assumed I would dazzle investors with my extensive education and skills. And like someone very naive that I was starting out, I would highlight all the minutiae so my colleagues would trust that my opinion was one to seriously be considered. There was this one problem. It was boring. See, I pitched my heart and soul to everyone I knew, and I didn't raise a dime. Why was that? Well, I've come to appreciate that in a pitch, you got to sell the sizzle, not the steak. 
And what I mean by that is I had to learn that to get people interested in my opinions, I had to help them understand what I was saying in terms of how it will benefit them. This applies to many of you as well. Once you can share your opinions and analysis in a way that gets your intended audience emotionally invested, you now have the influence required to get a deal done. And I'll give you an example of what I mean. So suppose your deal can deliver an estimated return of, say, 14.4% a year. So you might say, hey, Mr. Big, we're so confident in our project that we're projecting a 14.4% annual return. Now, while that does sound good, it's all stake, no sizzle. And it's a perfect example of how a newly minted NBA might pitch something and also a perfect example of how to blow up a deal before it even begins. What I've learned from that time in my life is that facts and figures are good to support ideas, but don't really pack enough emotional juice to get the deal over the finish line. So a better alternative to this would be to present it like, hey, Mr. Big, we're so confident in our project that we're projecting a 14.4% annual return. And what this means to you is you will double your money every five years or less. And really what this means is you have the chance to finally retire and spend more time with your kids before they move out. See the difference? So as you can see, presenting numbers, stats, figures are good and you do need to communicate this, but it needs to be communicated in a way that drives deep emotional connections to your ideas. In other words, you are helping people to understand what to expect, but more importantly, why they should care. Once I learned to connect the outcomes of my ideas to what my colleagues cared about, I was able to close more deals, and I did. So with a pitch deck in hand, I was ready to approach people. And there's nothing too exciting here. I literally just built a list of friends and family and started pitching them and asking for referrals to anyone that would want to hear my pitch. And little by little, I was able to find some investors in my personal network and despite my goal of 250,000, I actually raised 350,000 within 30 days. So what if you have a limited network? Some of you may be wondering that. What do I do then? Well, that's a great question and certainly happens to a lot of people. In that case, there are service providers out there that can help you find investors, but you may have to spend a few bucks to get it. And I'll include some of the links in the description. So on one end of the spectrum, you have what's called um, placement agents. These are specialty uh, fundraising uh, people who go out and have a list of investors and are able to raise capital for you. They will charge you quite a bit, uh, but that service is out there should you find that maybe you just don't have a large enough network and you need money right now. It's a great place to go. Just Google placement agents for emerging fund managers, whatever that is. Um, placement agents are uh, the key search term there. On the other end of the spectrum, on the little bit more of a self-serve, um, you have databases that are out there of investors who are looking for deals of every flavor. And lead service providers that I used back in the day, uh, one was called Crunchbase. 
And Crunchbase helped me to find investors, funds, family offices that would be interested in specific deals, and their price tag is reasonable. Crunchbase was the most affordable one, but for other lead providers, if you have the money, you can subscribe to ones. Uh, another one is PitchBook, and a competitor to them who's equally as good is called Prequin as well. See, they all have massive databases of investors, but access does come at a bit of a premium. So now here I am with a sizzling pitch deck in hand and a list of investors that would likely invest. I set out to raise capital. And like I mentioned before, I exceeded my goal of raising $250,000 in 30 days. And the work to get it done was manageable and uh, we exceeded that to 350. I was so excited as this was my first raise and was an encouraging start to a 15 year career in bringing deals and capital to my friends and colleagues. Well, that's enough for me. I hope you found today useful in raising capital quickly from friends and family and maybe a few databases. Please remember to build your pitch deck, communicate your ideas through a conversation more than a presentation, and finally support your investors and audience by helping them to see what your opinions mean to them. Do these things and you will advance the money raising abilities you need in your pursuit of making billions. Wow, what a show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Now, if you haven't done so already, be sure to leave a comment and review on new ideas and guests you want me to bring on for future episodes. Plus, why don't you head over to YouTube and see extra takes while you get to know our guests even better. And make sure to come back for our next episode where we dive even deeper into the people, the process, and the perspectives of both investors and founders. Until then, my friends, stay hungry, focus on your goals, and keep grinding towards your dream of making billions.